show me what you've got. And we'll see exactly which Falcons players show out in their preseason opener against the Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, welcome back to this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And, of course, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, which is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, the very humble host of this illustrious podcast. And, of course, Formerly covered the Falcons for many years, almost two decades, over at Falcons.com, RIP. So today I will be joined by Jarvis Davis uh, to talk all about this upcoming preseason matchup against uh, the Miami Dolphins. And we'll break down sort of which players we want to see. Should the Falcons starters play? Right. You know, should we see Bijan? Should we see Desmond Ritter? Should we see Zach Harrison and whoever else, you know, that the Falcons uh, need to play. And so we'll get into that guys, uh, coming up in a second, but you know, I do want to give a special shout out to the everydayers. Make sure you guys follow in their footsteps by subscribing, following for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's jump into that conversation with Jarvis Davis of ATL day ones right now. All right, everyone. We are back with another illustrious guest. He is none other than Jarvis Davis, the most illustrious guests that we have on this podcast at this point probably weekly from here on out through the rest of the season and of course you know jarvis as the co-host of the atl day ones podcast part of the locked on sports atlanta podcast family your team every day and of course jarvis and i will be coming at you guys immediately after friday night's preseason opener against the Miami Dolphins to give you that postcast that will be available of course on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel and of course you can also find it on the Locked On Falcons audio uh, channel on your preferred podcast platform but Jarvis my friend welcome back to the show and I guess we'll get into it you know I won't ask you will they play their starters but I'll ask you should the Atlanta Falcons play their starters on Friday night against the Dolphins um, yes, with a caveat, like guys like Calais Campbell, I don't need to see him. Um, guys like, oh man, Jake Matthews, I don't need to see him. I know what he brings to the table, right? Chris Lindstrom, I know what he brings to the table. You know, Drew Dahlman, yeah, get your buddy in there, give us some work. Yeah. Matthew Bergeron, absolutely, yes, you need to be in there. Um, Troy Anderson, yes, you need to, I need to see something. Like, I need you to be in there. I heard you've been making a couple of deflections down there or something like that. You know, you've been guarding B. John, all that stuff. I've been seeing the little highlight packages. But when I was out there watching the whole thing, I don't know. It's a little, little sketchy. So guys like Troy, Troy Anderson, on Katie, those guys, I feel like they should be out there. D-Offer, yeah. Go out there and, and prove that you're the, the number one nickel guy. Yeah, I want you to confirm that. I want to confirm what I've already believed. So, yeah, guys, it's depending on, yes, but depending on the situation with the guy. Jesse Bates, I don't know if I want to see him. 
Like, I need him to save all that $16 million worth of all-pro game he about to put on this year that he needs to go out there and do. I need him to save that for the regular season against the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, it just depends. Like, if you're a big money guy, sit your butt down somewhere. We cool. And if you're a guy like, you know, Calais Campbell, veteran, hey, man, we already know what you bring to the table. Sit down, have a seat. But, yeah, guys who are in their second years that need to prove something, yeah, man, get out there. Troy Anderson, Arnie Abicady. Yeah, I need to see what you got going on. So I, I noticed you didn't mention probably the, the second-year player that's probably the biggest player that <laughs> we need to see, and yeah. that's uh, Desmond Ritter, right? Yes, you know, yes. do, do we need to see Desmond Ritter out there on Friday night? I don't know if there's necessarily a need, but I would like to see Desmond Ritter because here's the thing. Like, we only saw him for four games last year. I think a series of maybe two would be, you know, get some rhythm, get out there, get the, the starters in there and everything like that. You know, if you want to run Jake Matthews or Chris Lindstrom, like I mentioned earlier, like you want to run those guys out there, like let them be with the, the number one quarterback who is going to be a QB one. So I think that it's, I feel like it's good though, that we've been hearing some, some pretty good, um, pretty good things out, out of Miami about how he's been doing, um, conducting the offense down there. Just from a, a schematical standpoint, like really having a good understanding of what Arthur Smith is trying to do when he's calling plays. So I would like to see some of that. Um, and I feel like Desmond Ritter is a young guy, man. Like he's not like he's not like a four or five year starter. Like this guy had four games last year. It's okay. At least get him a, a at least one series if you don't want to put him out there for an extended period of time. Like, yeah. I understand you want to use Taylor and Logan Woodside and all that stuff. I know he's going to play a lot. What side that is. But I would like to see that the entire group together, you know, sans Kyle Pitts. Because we know Kyle ain't playing. Man. We, know, we, know, we know what time it is with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be disappointed if we don't get at least a series out of Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Right? Like, he's not made it to that level yet to be like, oh, well, he doesn't need to play in the first preseason yeah. game. Like, no, nah, man, you young, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, this is different from, you know, two years ago when it was like, Arthur Smith is like, I ain't, I ain't played nobody. But he was like not saying that he was he was gonna do that. He was just kind of like, uh, we'll see. Like he's he said he's gone on the record saying they will play. So if they don't play this week, then it's like, okay, well, I guess they'll just all play next week. And like, you know, I'm not gonna sit here on the podcast like I did two summers ago and complain about not seeing guys in preseason. <laughs> but it is one of those things. I, I agree with you, Jarvis. Like I understand though. I get it. I get yeah. why. You know, I want to see like, you guys play. Too. Give the people what they want. Like they want hey, to see. Exactly, man. Come on, man. You know, and and as you mentioned, like there, you know, there's a couple of starters that nickel cornerback job, that left guard spot. Like you, you, you want to evaluate Matthew Bergeron, and like you don't need to start have the other starters play to evaluate Matthew Bergeron. You could just play him, absolutely not, regardless. Yeah. And the same mm-hmm. thing goes with like D. Alford and, and some of these other guys that you're talking about. But it is, it would be nice. It would be nice to see how they look with the other guys that are going to be playing with them during the season if they're going to be starters, you know? So, like, you know, I I would love to get a series. So, to answer the question, I think they should play at least a series. Just, just, you know, even if it's just a taste. You know, yeah. like it just just give me a little taste. You know, just I just I just want to get a little taste. You know, you just give give me a little taste of Bijan, and then like you know whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna just, do it. I'll do it. I knew it was coming. Just, just give me a little it taste. It took us yeah. too long to get to Bijan. Yeah, just, 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 just Mr. Walker Water got to be in this conversation. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, I just yeah. I just want a little taste. That's that's all I want. You like I don't I don't you know again I don't need you to go out there and play like five series or anything like that. 
Oh, of course not. Yeah. Just, just give me a little taste. You know, just like just, oh, but that's all here's what I want to here's what I want to see, you know, on the game. Like, and I don't even care who does it. I want to see the quarterback go to the ground. I want to see a sack. I want to see, I would love to see a sack. Because you know, we've been hearing all this random raving. Oh, Falcons dominating defense, defensive line dominating all Miami Dolphins offensive line. Yeah, they won all that great last year. Because, you know, Tua couldn't stay on the field because he kept getting the bejesus knocked out of him each and every Sunday uh, when he dropped back to pass. So, yeah, they should be doing that. So, I want to see it for myself. I want to see it live. Like, I want to see, you know, get my eyes on Tua if he plays, get him on the ground, or whoever plays, Tyler Thompson, whoever. Like, Mike White, whoever. Like, put him on the ground. Get the quarterback on the ground because that's what I feel like is going to take this defense to the next level. When you're talking about Ryan Nielsen being his first year as a defense coordinator, I love the aggressiveness that I've been seeing, you know, uh, with with, it, with that in that DB room, and I just think that that defensive line they need to match that, and I think that Ryan Nielsen is going to make sure if you make sure if you're not bringing that, you're, like, you're probably not going to be playing a lot this year. So I think that you know I want to see what that defensive line looks like when 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 there are live balls flying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about some of these position battles and some of these players that we we want to get eyes on, getting into a few more specifics as we continue uh, today's episode, guys. Here with Jarvis Davis. Now we know that the Falcons and NFL team success is a lot is based off the sort of team members that you put around your quarterback, and maybe you're a small business owner or a hiring manager, and you also know that the same is true for your small business and it's easier for you to find the right team members than going out there and sweating it out in the Georgia heat. And you can just go to LinkedIn jobs where you can quickly attract and hire the qualified candidates by matching with the people who have the right skills, the values and experiences that are going to help you achieve your goals. You could put your free job posts in front of over 800 million people uh, in minutes and find those most qualified candidates with LinkedIn jobs. It's easy to screen and rate applicants based off of the job qualifications you're looking for all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So getting into it here with Jarvis Davis uh, of ATL Day Ones, you know, we we talked about a couple of guys that, you know, you want to see Ritter, you want to see Bijan, you want to see some of these guys competing for roster spots. We talked about Matthew Bergeron, right? And you you sort of talked about that pass rush. And like, you know, Arnold McKetty is one of those guys, right? Zach Harrison's one of those guys that like, for me, and yes. I, I said this on yesterday's Locked On Falcons, that like I'm gonna be mostly focused on like the first year guys and the second year guys piggybacking somewhat of what you're saying, Jarvis. Because like you know some of these established players, like we know what they are. Like we know what Jesse Bates is. Yeah. We know what Grady Jarrett is. We know what Jake Matthews so, is. They played yeah, in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't I don't need to see you to know that you're gonna be ready because you've been doing this over and over and over again for half a decade, if if not a, a full decade. And in the case of Clay's Campbell, 35 years, it seems like you've been doing exactly. It. Yes, it's been yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't need to see those guys, but those these first year guys that you know have never played, like Matthew Bergeron, Bijan, etc., Zach Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yep. And second year guys that have a lot to prove, like an Arnold Ebiketti, I, I want to see those guys, and especially Ebiketti, because because like he hasn't g- generated the sort of buzz that you want 
him to generate in training camp. And again, that you know, here on this podcast, we don't talk about practice, but like you know, (laughs) it is one of those things. Like if if he he gets into the game and he's doing stuff, then it's like okay, yeah, this this is why we don't care about practice. It's about you know what you do in the game. So you kind of want to see, you know. Is there anybody else in, in that front in addition to Harrison and Ebiketti that like you're eager to see, you know, what Ryan Nielsen has to work with this year? Wow, man. I, I'm interested to see, and we talked about this on our, on, on our show today, ATL Day Ones, is the fact that like you remember D'Angelo Malone? Who? Uh, I never heard of <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> You know, he used to play, you know, he was drafted in the third round last year for the Atlanta Falcons, ironically. And uh, that was the pick that the Falcons got from the Colts. Because, you know, they traded Matt Ryan. You remember okay. remember that? Oh, they traded Matt Ryan? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They traded him. And they got a third round pick in return. And they used it on Denzel Malone. You know, he kind of been not visible. So, you know, like. That's that's what I'm out. I'm trying to like, hey, are you gonna play? Where are you gonna play? Because you know, one of the things that I've always kind of kept my eye on when, you, when you're looking at football players and stuff like that, when you're making transitions from between different different fronts, of like, hey, it was a four three last year, or they were a three four last year. Now Ryan Nielsen ran a four three, but they're gonna run multiple and all that stuff. Like, yeah, all that multiple crap is about to go out the window. Because here's the thing. It took a dog on 6'5", 6'6", 270 pound defensive end in the third round this year. So that's tell you where they're headed. Like, that's where they're headed. But you have a 6'3", guy, 225, 230, dripping wet, who was supposed to be rushing off the edge for you uh, last year. What are you going to do with him? So that's where I'm at with it. Like, guys like that, Jansen Malone, what are you going to do with him? Is he going to play stand-up linebacker? Are you going to walk him up on third and long and try to see what he can give you? Or, and also I had this too. How about this? The guy from the first uh, uh, draft class of the regime, Terry Fonda or Arthur Smith, Adi Ogundeji. I've been put out a, a, a APB on this man. Like, I don't, what, what happened? Where, where are they? I don't know where he went, you know? So those are some of the, the, the guys that I'm going to have my eye on because, like, I have a lot of questions about those guys. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I can say this about D'Angelo Malone, but I don't, I be, it, it might be hard for Adi to make this team, man. Like, I don't know if they're going to buy out on the guy that quickly, but when you think about him having an opportunity to start last year, play, play, he had played a lot of snaps last year, and the production just wasn't there, and then you didn't really see him pop like that either, you know, from a, from a talent standpoint. So I think – Adi Ogundeji and D'Angelo Malone, those are some of the guys I'm going to be having my eye on. I'm like, all right, how are they going to use them? And once they use them and they get out on the field, y'all need to do something. Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on, on both fronts. Like, I want to I see D'Angelo Malone, you know, see what he is. Like, I've gone on record. Like, I don't think he's going to play that much this year because I, I don't know how they're going to use him Where? with how he fits. So I'm just like, <laughs> is he just going to play special teams or whatever? And, like, that's it. And it's like, that's fine. I get it, but like you know, they should be deep enough that they they don't need him to do more than that. But right. like, yeah, it exactly. would be nice. It would be nice, mm-hmm. you know, if of you could course. be like, hey, you know, this guy who's like 
our eighth guy in our rotation that like barely plays. Like he's also yeah, like four sacks real, this year. Like, yeah, he's real good too. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I evaluated him it. talent from a talent talent evaluation. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, on the opposite end, like I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to the the, the offensive line depth because, like, mm. it, it feels like there's like six guys we know are going to make it right. You know, right. the five starters. I'm including Bergeron among the five starters. Matt Hennessy, whenever he gets back, those guys are locks. You know, yeah. we want to see yeah, what Bergeron could do. We want to see what Dalman can do. You know, we, we're hoping Kayla McGarry doesn't drop off, you know, the face of the earth, you know, mm-hmm. and, and plays like he did last year. And, you know, we can continue vacationing on McGarry Island. Uh, and yes. it, it's 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 a lovely resort, right? It's a lovely yeah, resort. Of course, yes. Yeah. Camera, camera Jordan bought it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, I want to see what those guys do. But at the same time, like, I, I have no idea what this depth situation, like, their depth situation worries me a little bit and like I, yeah. you know who who on this roster is worth keeping because I, I i've been talking about how like they might be looking especially at that swing tackle position where they have like no experience and you know Jalen mayfield moving to the right tackle spot and like you know i'm like is anybody on this depth chart Man. like worth keeping or, or are we going to bring in like three like you know three new backups or, or something like before the, the the regular season so that's that's definitely something i'm going to be keeping my eye on in this preseason game so here's the thing. I really feel like Arthur Smith is praying and hoping that Matthew Bergeron like solidifies himself in that spot. Because here's the thing. Matt Hennessy is going to be your backup center and your backup guard. You know, if Drew Dahlman goes down, you can slide Matt Hennessy right up in there. If Matt Bergeron, God forbid, blows out an ACL, you can slide him up, slide him in that left guard spot. But if Jake Matthews and or Kayla McGarry, dare I say, if they get hurt, you mean to tell me Jalen Mayfield is going to be the guy to step in? Mm-mm-mm. That's I think one of the that's one of those situations where they are mining who's going to get cut, or is there going to be a please let there be a salary cap casualty somewhere around here, or a tackle who wants to come back and play, and you know he doesn't mind being being the emergency tackle, breaking cases of emergency tackle, like hey, give me three four million. I'll take that, you know, sit on the bench, hoping those guys stay healthy, and we'll keep on keep it moving. But I think that's the I think your concerns are so valid. Because like when you when you get past that first offensive line with Matt Hennessy included, we'll throw him in there as a six starter. Like it is slim. You're talking Tyler Vrabel, but he's gonna be the, the swing tackle. He was up here making Zach Harrison look like doggone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Aaron Donald out here coming off the edge, man. Like this man getting putting in folks' laps and stuff. And they just base damn, they're walking through out there. Like for real, for real. Like you really want to be 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 serious about it. So yeah, I think that is that is a, a good concern to have. But and I think that Terry Fonda and Arthur Smith better. They better be minding those uh those roster cuts but when it, when it, when those get ready to come down. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two names that we haven't been seeing in this 90-man roster that, uh, so far. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll wrap up here with Jarvis Davis in, in just a minute and, and maybe talk some other battles that he's got his eye on for this preseason game that we, we may or may not be talking about 
on that postcast immediately after the game. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta so you can get that postcast immediately. And then while you're there, you know, go check out ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and yeah. Tim Batiste. Check out Nelson Hart with John Chuckery. You know, Chuck's, yeah. Chuck's always got, you know, some some spicy take about the Braves he's or the fiery. Hawks or something like that. And yes, he's like, fiery. okay, what, what's he going to go on a rant about today? Like, it's like, okay, let's, let's get into it. So always Enjoy. worth your time there. Check out Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube and, of course, wherever you get your podcast. So wrapping up today with Jarvis Davis of ATL Day Ones, talking about, you know, all the various players and position battles. And look, I know Jarvis, you, you can't nerd out on third string roster battles to the degree that I can. Very few people can <laughs> on that stuff. But is, is yeah. there sort of like some often overlooked position group or something that you're you're invested in maybe a little bit more than your average Falcon fan? I'm probably saying I have to be corner, right? At this point, you know, you think about Clark Phillips and, and what he's dealing with. He's day to day. Then Jeff Okuda is that. By the way, that has to be the Vegas injury report. He's going to be back at early on in the season. What does early on in the season mean? Like it's 17 games, so it's game eight. That's is that considered early? You know, it's not necessarily halfway through the season, so it could be still considered early, but. But I think that that's the position that I got my eye on. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that, hey, we got depth. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, you do have depth, but who can play? Like Trey Flowers, is he going to be the guy to step in? You know, he's a big cone, big cone, like 6'3", 200. Yeah, big boy. He can, put, he can put in some work, but, you know, going against guys like little cockroaches like Tyreek Hill, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to give you that work. Like, that's just mm-hmm. how it is, like. Just from a, a, a size and athleticism standpoint, like, yeah, man, you're going to lose that matchup more than likely if they got you one-on-one. More than likely they're not, you know what I'm saying? But that's one thing about one-on-ones that people get a little crazy about. But anyway, but yeah, but I think that that's what I'm having my eye on. And I'm also interested to see when you mentioned earlier about D. Alford, you know, taking that, um, taking on that nickel spot and saying, hey, this is my job. This is my job to, um, to move on. What does that mean for Mike Hughes? Is Mike Hughes going to say, you know what? I got some experience on the outside as well. So I think that Mike Hughes being able to fluctuate between those two and then, then Trey Flowers, because that was the first guy that they put in once Jeff Okuda went down. When I, I was actually out there when, uh, when he got injured. So I, I think that those two are definitely going to get a lot of playing time uh, on, uh, on Friday, I mean, t- tonight. And, and when you think about, you know, Clark Phillips, like, is he – we'll find out how injured he is by if, whether or not he's going to be playing um, tonight against um, the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, though, that's something to definitely keep an eye on, that cornerback spot, because, like you said, they have bodies. It's just a matter of who's going to show up to play. Yeah. I, I think I think I like that you brought up the cornerback position because, you know, we talk about who's going to replace Jeff Okuda. And it's like this idea that the Falcons, with Jeff Okuda, they were going to play a lot of press man. Right. You know, they got these big corners and AJ Terrell and Jeff Okuda and you want to get physical with those guys. You got of course, yeah. Pates sort of patrolling on the back end. And so you, you can play that style of football. And so that leads me to believe that's part of the, the, maybe the reason why Trey Flowers is kind of the first guy up because they want to play that style of football. Well, of but, you know, no offense to Trey Flowers, but I, I've watched <laughs> Trey Flowers play and I'm just like, I don't see a starting NFL corner. Like Seattle you know, couldn't make him, yeah. Make it work, like, like Seattle like, couldn't make it work, and like, like they, they make it work. They you did a whole saying? decade of of turning those guys into good corners, and they, they made were like, Brandon Browner like 
Free to dog over Maxwell, our favorite Philadelphia Eagles corner, right? You know. Awful. He was so <laughs> awful when he got out of that cover three system. Oh my gosh, what? Oh so like I, I just I I look at Trey Flowers and I'm just like, yeah, I feel like this is this is gonna be Mike Hughes' job at some point, right? Yeah. I so, wouldn't be surprised at all. At all. So I'm curious if if those guys play, you know, assuming they will play, like, you know, do we start to see that, you know, that movement take place? And that's something I, I definitely want to keep an eye on. And as you said, you know, the nickel cornerback battle is an intriguing one. I, I wouldn't expect Clark Phillips to play on Friday just because like, it, it always does seem like, you know, if, if you didn't 100% play every snap and practice that week, like they're just like, yeah, we're not going to play you, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can play next week. Try again next week. Yeah. 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 And so, but like, you know, that's a great opportunity for D Alford, right. You know, yeah. to, to come in and just like, yeah, this is my job and ain't nobody coming for it. You know, Clark, who I don't, I, I don't even know who, who, who that, that dude is, you know, that, who? that type of situation. So I'm, I'm eager to see that. And, yeah. and then like Darren Hall, right. Like what, what you know, we, we're talking about former draft picks. Like, you know, where, where's Darren Hall at, you know, who? Like, it's like, who? If, D'Angelo Hall, make a comeback. <laughs> is his little brother? You know, number 21, like his brother. What, what, what's going on there? Yeah. So D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Hall? <laughs> Darren Hall? Who was that? Yeah. <laughs> For all you like the old Falcons people, I am joking right now. Because, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm just saying, like, Darren Hall is... What, what is he, Jarvis? Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's what, that's what I want to find out, too. Uh, you know, uh, who, is he? who are you? Like, yeah. like, why did they draft you? Like, that's yeah. that's my big question. Like, why did they? Why did the Falcons take a chance on you? That's that's the question I want want to be answered. We've we've uh, seen Darren Hall play you know good football. We we've seen that happen. You know, like I'm not gonna yeah. say he was like you he know. meant awful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? we've we've he seen him make some plays, right? Serv- serviceable. Yeah, you know, serviceable. He, he made he he stripped Cooper Cup of, of that in that Rams game yeah. after he, after yeah, he gave him like he a did. thirty yard completion. But hey, no, 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 all no, that matters is hey man, he got the ball out and we recovered it never, and we never give up. Yeah. You know, that's perseverance. Persistence is key, yeah. right? <laughs> Keep trying. So, like, I'll be like, hey, do that more, you know? Do that. So, I, I want to see that. Not, not, yes, not the guy that was giving out there, guys. Yes. You know, against Washington. I would love to hear your pregame speech, Aaron. Like, I, would, I would pay good money to hear Aaron Freeman give the pregame speech before the game. Like, like, give me your best pregame speech to B. John Robinson. You know, as he get ready for the game, like he like, all right, all right, guys, I'm bringing in Aaron Freeman and Bijan. Like, oh yes, this is my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, who? What's your? Give me like your 30 second pregame speech for Bijan Robinson. Like, I'll just go to Bijan and be like, okay, Bijan, I need you to, you know, you need to turn water into wine. I need you to walk <laughs> on water. You know, you know, reach on the mountaintop, all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, go out there and do you. <laughs> All right. You, you see any babies? Kiss them, save them. You know, lift up some school buses over some children. Get the cat out the tree. Do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before you run the end zone. Yeah. You know, do, do whatever you got to do. You know, to get the job done. All right. You know, you got to put on a show. Okay. Oh man. Like we, we we don't expect you to just you know get three yards in a cloud of dust. Like you know, right. I need you. And to... you got to make Jarvis roll. Yeah. You make Jarvis roll. <laughs> Most importantly. <laughs> Jarvis look bad, you know, <laughs> for being against drafting you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Oh 
Oh, man, I'll never forget when I first met that dude, man. I was just like, why did I not like this dude? <laughs> this dude is an amazing human being, dog. Like, talking to some people in the building up at Flower Branch, they love this dude. And it's real. It's real. Like, yeah. whatever, walk on water, turn the water into wine, like, that's real. Like, that dude is legit, man. Like, no, I ain't on that level yet. I ain't got there yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, you God, just gotta get that taste. With me here. You just gotta get that taste, man. That's all we need. We just need that's that's it, man. We just needed a little taste of Bijan. Like that's the new dope. Like that's the new dope in Atlanta. Like I promise you. Like that's the that's the new that's the blue new blue magic, man. We need some of that blue magic. That's what we're gonna call it. We need some of that blue magic, coach. I'm gonna ask him that too. I'm like, coach, why we ain't getting no blue magic? <laughs> that might be my last day at Flower Branch, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm <laughs> we're gonna give some of that blue magic coach that's all i need to know man mm-hmm. i ain't got nothing else for you jack <laughs> yep that's, there you guys have it, dope in town man let's see let's get it i need right. i need to well, see it we'll see we'll see what we'll see what we get 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 yeah. some of that blue magic you know we get our fix <laughs> on friday yes, night we need it. We need yeah that, man. We and we'll be breaking down all the things that we see in the game hopefully we see a lot uh on friday night in that postcast Jarvis and myself, Locked On Sports Atlanta, of course, on YouTube. Check us out on the Locked On Falcons audio feed as well immediately after the game. And for those of you, I probably won't do a, a Locked On Falcons show after the game. I just like, I ain't staying up to like midnight doing the show. I'll just probably wake up Saturday morning and do a show then if you want to get my quote unquote rapid reaction uh, to the game after probably rewatching it Saturday morning. So look for that probably around lunchtime on Saturday or whatever the case, uh, here on lockdown Falcons. But if, if you, if you can't wait that long, then of course got to tune in locked on sports Atlanta, Jarvis, myself, we'll do that postcast and get you guys all geared up. Sort of the big questions, uh, Jarvis, any parting shots, thoughts, uh, things you want to share that you guys are talking about on ATL day ones, whatever you want to plug here at the end of the show. Well, man, you know, you know, the Braves are struggling with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't understand that one. Uh, yeah. You know, like trying to figure that out. You know, we talk about that. Try to make some sense of that. And of course, you know, obviously talking about some Falcons, man. Like we need we need that good dope in these streets. We need Arthur. It's time to serve the streets, man. Like, come on. We need it. We need that. We need to see that. Come on, man. There you go. I already paid my cable bill, so shoot. I already paid for it. So let's go. There you go. 